Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi guys, my name is Tamika Newhouse, and I am the creator of Trace and Tamika, my memoir podcast. Please tune into season three, streaming on all platforms, including YouTube, right now. All right, y'all, y'all have tuned into another episode of Trace and Tamika season three, and we just wrapped up a photo shoot of Ebony of Arts. And I'm here with my good sis, Audrey. She has been uh, one of my friends in the industry for many, many moons, at least about 10 years, right? Yeah. For a very, very long time, we have uh, been supporting each other, uh, going to each other's events, sharing each other's content. And Audrey has grown to be like this celebrity ghostwriter, y'all. So I have to bring her in to be a part of season three because she is like a good example of how you can pursue, pursue your dreams but then also maximize them. So, Aja, thank you so much for being part of this episode. Thank you for having me. You're absolutely welcome. So, life has been pretty extraordinary for you. And I, for one, have been watching your growth, right? And I've been watching your content. And I, Aja, she's always looking, like, stylish. Like, you got these bags now that you put out. And, like, you just be going, like, you're doing a lot. So, take me into this journey of being this, have you mastered the art of storytelling? How did you get it? How did you get there? Wow. Well, first of all, let me say I'm proud of you. And uh, I I see (laughs) your grind. And I think it's really amazing when you're in a same or similar space with someone and you can genuinely be proud of them, you know, for uh, the amplification of voices. So I want to let you know I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. So yes. Much. And I know you understand <laughs> the grind. That's why. Yes. You know, very much that, so. You understand the grind. Um, this started for me 36 years ago. And I remember. You keep saying that, but you look 36 years ago. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I remember my, you know, writing a book at the age of 10. And my mom came into my room and she had this hands. Her hands were, were filled with money. And she said, here you go. And I was like, what is this? And she said, this is the money that you earned from the book that you wrote. And I said, well, what am I supposed to do with it? And she said, this is yours. You earned it. And I remember, you know, being in a single parent home, childhood survivor of domestic violence. And we would literally have these books in our trunk and we would go to different community events and we would sell them. Mm -hmm. And so I learned at a very young age that stories were something that made people stop and take notice, but they could also be monetized. When you did the work one time, they could be monetized. 
So that lesson stayed with me forever. Um, and so from that point, you know, I, I lost time, you know, with writing because there was so much going on in our house. But um, when I returned to be able to write my first book, I learned about the importance of building community with the story, right? And if okay. you have people who feel the same, who are in the Amen Choir for whatever that message of the story is, those people will become your mouthpieces for the book and for the story, right? right? True. So I wrote a book, it was called Consciously Beautiful, I Am Enough, and I incorporated the stories of 21 women and teen girls. And it was all about non-traditional beauty. It was, you know, at that time, nobody was talking about alopecia. Uh, nobody right. was talking about, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about transparently with domestic violence. Someone was very light. Someone was very dark. Someone had freckles. Someone was an albino. We had all kinds of beautiful um, women. And they shared their stories. And so I brought them in, um, gave them all makeovers. Right, and I had them tell me their stories. Okay. And then I just wrote their stories. And I called each of them and I said, I want to read to you what I wrote. And I had no idea what their reaction would be. But that was my introduction into ghostwriting. I didn't even know that's what you were essentially doing. I didn't know. You know, it's so it's very interesting that you say that that's your first project into stepping back into the art of storytelling. Because I'm getting ready to do a project similar to that mm -hmm. called Her Love. Mm -hmm. And it is stories of women discovering their self-love languages. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a story of self-discovery. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we are, or we should be, our very first love. And I didn't really discover that until, you know, until I was an adult adult. Sure. Um, and it's interesting that a lot of your roots started with your mother investing in pouring into your love for writing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that my own mother was doing the same. Because mm -hmm. my mother kind of did it indirectly. Um, she put me into writing classes. She got me oh, my, wow. my first desk. Everywhere I turned around, she was giving me journals and mm -hmm. things like that. So I didn't know that she was really pouring into, you know, my love for writing. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't get to really have those conversations with her because when it was time for me to really step into that dream, mm -hmm. she was already gone. Mm -hmm. So I had to really kind of embrace this journey and really kind of discover and think about how it got started on my own. Yes. And so the fact that you started by sharing other people's stories, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. this is like our life's work. Yes. This is where you and I really align. Right. And this is why you and I connect. Yes. Because we give like a platform and a voice to people who sometimes cannot speak. Right. Um, for, for some people who sometimes cannot tell the story on their own. Because they don't know how to write. Right. And it's really right. an art. Right. And you really have to know how to tell the story. Yes. Um, and the fact that's really how you jumped back into that mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that you have placed out those stories, did you do that again? Is was that like your signature approach to telling stories, or like what? It, what? How do you tell stories now? Because I know you ghostwrite for a lot of different influential people now. Right. But do you still do stories like that as well, or on stories of healing and people's experiences? Yes. Well, I feel like you know I could almost stop the ghostwriting and just be a therapist. Because right. <laughs> so much of what I do is listening to, um, or should I say, hearing what people don't say, right? Okay. Because it's the silence. Okay. It's the it's like when people say, read between the lines. It really is. Okay. My process is very much like therapy. And I have people, clients who will come back and say, I want to write another book, but I just really want to talk to you, you know? And I think it's because my mom was a counselor. Mm. 
And so she taught me how to listen. She taught me how to listen relentlessly. Is your mom still here? She is still here. And um, it is a blessing for her to be able to see what she poured into me manifest. And what you are doing is reaping the harvest of what your mother yeah. see She so yeah. I just let go of my frustration and anger with my mama because I was upset. Because mm-hmm. now when I look at women today who are in their fifties, yes, these women looking like they in their thirties. I know. And my mother was fifty-two when she passed on, but she didn't look it. Her health was horrible. Mm-hmm. She didn't take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm like, man, why? Mm-hmm. Why you do that? Right. Like, and I can't talk to her or, or gain some type of understanding because she's not here. Right. And also, I didn't know to really ask those questions or to really understand her. So I became a woman of my, myself. Of course. And I began to be a mother, like really right. understand what parenting was and what relationship was right. and bills and everything right. that came with being an adult. Right. I had to learn on my own. So yes. I just began to let go of that anger. Mm-hmm. That I had towards my mother, so it's a really it's a blessing for you to be able to not only have your mother still here, but she can see she can see the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. She can see the fruits of her labor, yes, and, and how she poured into you and, yes. and what you're doing with her investment into you. I think that's beautiful. It is. We saved each other. My mother mm-hmm. saved me, you know, from um, I guess really feeling worthless. You know, when you don't have your father in your life, you question your value. And you question, you know, if you're worthy of love. And so my mother always poured that into me. But she also chose someone who did not love her. She chose someone who was abusive. And so I saved her. There was a a moment when I was in detention. I got into a lot of trouble in school. I was making D's and F's and it, it didn't look right. But I also felt like I was going to have to do something detrimental to save her from this person right so i didn't really see a future for myself um and i remember coming home from detention and the teacher had to drop me off because i called i was trying to get in touch with my mom and she didn't answer Mm. and i was like something probably happened i'm on guard you know expecting this and i get home and lo and behold it was and, and she was really on her last leg and i remember just you know grabbing her and holding her and i, I prayed with her and from that point forward the domestic violence laws were really stringent at that time they were not like they are now right. so you had to be like almost dying yeah. you know like to you get see the blood help. and the bruises yes. like, oh i believe you right right <laughs> because otherwise it wasn't and so um we worked together and we were able to get divorce papers served and um, it was a it was a journey, but what it taught me though, because I held that story in for so long, you know, house business is, is house business. They say what happens in our house stays in the house. Stays in the house, and when you go outside, you look like mm-hmm. everything is okay. So yeah. we we mastered which is that. not a good practice, y'all. Not at all. Yeah. It's traumatic. Yeah. And so writing is what brought me back to that. My editor, when I told all of the stories of these women, the editor kept saying, "But why are you telling all of these stories?" Right. You got to connect. Like, why are we doing all What this? is the yeah. meaning of it? And I said, well, because I feel like they need to tell it. I was not prepared to tell anything about myself. But the editor kept digging. And so you had to include your story. I had to tell one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. I'm on the right track. Because even with uh, the, the concept that I'm putting together, it's like I'm leading the story. Yes. It got to make sense. It why, why am I telling these stories? Why am I choosing these type of stories? Right. It has to all make sense and it has to all connect. That's right. So it's beautiful that 
is that we kind of are in the same space of healing through words. Yes, absolutely. And this is like the premise of why I started Trace Tamika. And I know I keep saying this is the last season. It probably is the last season, y'all, because I have so many things going on, so y'all have to follow me another way. But I had to begin to heal through conversation, which essentially is word. That's right. I had to talk it through. Um, I had to take accountability mm-hmm. and would, would actually take accountability and talking it through it brought more clarity. Yes. And so when I was able to have a clear understanding of why this happened, um, when this happened, how did I respond? What did I do to get through this, to get through that? Mm-hmm. How did I contribute? Mm-hmm. I was able to not only forgive myself, but forgive those, those the situations, forgive mm-hmm. the circumstances. Because also me and God were beefing. Right. We was beefing for a little bit. Of course. Because I was like, you know, I'm a good person. Right. But you gave me these people and you left me with these folks and you mm-hmm. took the good ones away. And you, why? And I was just upset. Right. And so I had to really talk my way through my experiences mm-hmm. and not finding fault and blaming everything. Because it is what it is. It happened. Right. Right. And life is going to happen. The good, the bad, the indifferent, amazing people are going to come across your life, Mm -hmm. shitty people are going to come across your life, but how are you going to deal with it Mm -hmm. and how are you going to get through it? And so this is why I started having this conversation Mm -hmm. because it's all about just understanding and then also taking accountability because people will get upset about, oh, this happened, Mm -hmm. oh, they died, oh, this, you know, it happened. It happened. But the thing is, you know, what I've learned over the years is that you have to be cultivated as a vessel. You mm-hmm. can't just show up and be a vessel. In order to be the pass- passage, you know, the pathway for other people's stories, you have mm-hmm. to have been cultivated. And so that's mm-hmm. what continuously happens in your life is that you are cultivated over and over again. And you get to the point where you say, okay, well, now how much cultivating is necessary? Right. I don't want no lessons. more. Right. There was a meme <laughs> that said, um, I, don't, I don't want any of the, like, don't kill me, but make me stronger stuff. Yeah, this I year. want that. Don't, don't give me that. Don't test me. Yeah. When they say, God won't give you anything that you won't handle. Lord, I don't, I don't handle want to handle no anything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. But the thing <laughs> is, when I look at you and I look at the masses and the people who have access to a platform to share their stories, when I look at the people who can understand what being black and published looks like, right? Right. A book signing, a space, all of those things, you have to know that you're going to continuously be cultivated because you are a vessel and it's, you know, the magnitude of what it is that you've been called to do is great. Yes. And that's just what it is. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It is what it is. And I actually am living in a dream. So I used to visualize having a space that where people were expressing poetry. Mm. And it was like music and things like that. And there's still more I want to do, right? Mm. But we are sitting in a space, my very first creative space, Mm. where I can do just that. And I have yet to have a dream where I have not fulfilled. I've been extremely intentional with everything that I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. And yet here I am at 36, mm-hmm. still fulfilling dreams. But what, what, what's interesting is my dreams are not by chance. Mm-hmm. My dreams are by actually manifesting, mm-hmm. dreaming them, like processing them in my head, mm-hmm. and then discovering the steps to actually make them happen. Yeah. And then what? And I'm big on words. So in my inside of my creative space, you'll see a manifestation wall, mm-hmm. 
And I encourage people to write it out and place them on it for a while. Yes, you it. And the universe will then do the rest of the work. Yes. When you say, I, I, I feel beautiful, mm-hmm. you're going to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. When you say, oh, today's a bad day, I don't know. It's going to be a bad day. Yes, right. So, and so with that being said, you actually have the power to be happy. You have the power to live out your dreams. Mm-hmm. You have the power to hop on a flight and go to that country or that city mm-hmm. you always want to explore. Mm-hmm. It's all about how. It is. And a lot of people don't want to figure out how. Right. And when they don't figure out how, they walk around upset about the life that they're living. But the life that they're living is the one that you allow it for is. yourself to live. And I've never really wanted that to be my reality. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to just do things that was outside, mm-hmm. outside of the norm. So right. uh, the art of storytelling has afforded us to be able to live out our dreams. Yeah. But it also has opened up doors for other people. Mm-hmm. And so now that you have been able to establish yourself as this ghostwriter extraordinaire, you have all of these beautiful, talented clients who in their own right have been successful um, and been able to fulfill their own dreams. Mm-hmm. What's, what's next? What's, what's going on with you next? What are you doing? Because I know you've been doing retreats in Paris. I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to go and see yeah. the retreats. Yeah. Um, and you have a bag line now, so you're stepping outside of mm-hmm. the written word, and you're actually creating other ventures. So right. What else are you doing? Let, let's talk about it. Well, so the retreats, is that's a dream come true. Our dream word retreats is my international retreats company. It's a travel agency. And um, my yeah. first, uh, I just love it because I really, I traveled to Japan. Um, that wasn't my first international trip, but it was the farthest that I had gone. And I said to myself, if I go over here and I write and I feel different, I'm going to do everything that I can to create this opportunity for other people. So okay. I went over there and the air was different. I just felt so amazing. Okay. And I was like, I have to do this. So we have um, curated this space exclusively for black women because you know, the industry would have us to believe that black women don't travel and that we don't travel in excellence and that we don't have luxurious experiences. They try to say everything about black women and then she's great. Right. <laughs> but we know that that is very false. So it's a luxury experience because I believe that we need to be in the lap of luxury. We deserve I agree. With everything that we, we combat in the world. So there's archery order retreats to have that. Um, I also have the Ori Agency. I'm super excited about the Ori Agency. Okay, talk about this. What's this? So the Ori (laughs) Agency is focused on adaptations. And so we take books and we transform them into other formats, whether that be TV, film, and plays. What about audiobooks and all of that? This is amazing. All right. So the adaptations, because... I think sometimes people think when you write a book that that's it, but there are so many other it ways is. that you know the content of the stories can be um, can be put together. So that is the love of my life now is the Ori Agency and just venturing out and creating other formats. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I know you say you was talking about podcasting. Podcasting is is, is a another space to tell stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then also there is no blueprint or one way to do a podcast right. as well too so i'm definitely believing that you you yeah. actually do that i mean it's it's ways to do it we just gotta make time right for everything i think it is it's the time it's, it's the timing <laughs> and i mean i know I, i'm talking about again winding minds down but it is really another form of my own storytelling yeah i didn't really want to write my story mm-hmm. i got a little lazy with writing and I think, you know, well, there's a, a lot of a, a other ways to actually tell a story. Right. 
Um, I can do it through conversation. I can do it through films. I can do it through music. Mm-hmm. You know, because right. You know, I call myself wanting to be a singer sometimes. Yes. As y'all saw, we do a little singing. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of different ways to actually tell a story. So I'm going to encourage you, you know, to tap into that podcast space. You don't want to leave any spaces unmatched and untouched. Um, and just, you know, kind of push it out. And let me know. We need some advice. I, you know, I, I, will, I will help you, like, just kind of outline a very unique way mm-hmm. for you to put out your content. Right. But I think you can do it because you keep creating these other unique ways to tell stories. Yes. Like unique trips. The trips. And the bags. to adapt your content in multiple different ways. Yes. Like, I see that you have this innovative mindset. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you to keep doing that. So even with your, like, you didn't mention your bag. Yes, prom Like, video. do you have one with you? Um, is that one it? This one, yes. This bag is. Because these bags, y'all, and I think they're, like, red on the inside. They are all so red. it's almost like a red bottom type of. Yeah, they are gorgeous. Thank you, because I didn't, like, I was, I found myself going to meetings, and I would have, like, a laptop case and another bag mm-hmm. and different things, but I wanted a cute way to carry my laptop. Yeah, and then I would take my laptop, and some of my mates would be like dinners out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with different clients. So it was originally because I was inspired. Um, you remember, like in in the old days, I'll say, um, uh-huh. my grandmother would have this like envelope clutch. You know, all grandmothers had one, and they would take them to church. And I was like, oh, I yeah, love the shape. Yes, and so I decided to create an attaché case, but it's for your laptop. Ah. That was what uh, what started it. And then when COVID happened, I needed an outlet creatively besides writing. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna design these purses that I would so sketch. you designed them too. I designed them. I sketch in my free time when I get frustrated with my writing, because you know mm-hmm. there are moments where you say, you know what, I'm throwing this paper up against the wall. Oh, you feel like you kind of just stuck. It's like tired. Exactly. Yeah. So I design. I sketch out my purses. I source materials. It's really fun. And then creating the photo shoots. That's telling the story. Yes. So it I, is. I love it. I love it. But. Recently, this just happened. Someone sent me a text message and they said someone went up to Tracy Ellis Ross and she could not get enough of this bag. So somebody helped me figure out how to get this bag to Tracy Ellis Ross. They said she loved it. I need to get her bag. Wow. (laughs) I mean, this is, well, not on your way, but you know, the growth, the new levels, the journey is continuing on. And it's always about evolution. You want to keep evolving. Yes. You don't want to do the same thing right. because there's always new people coming into those spaces. Right. So you want to always make sure that you're growing. And the fact you just mentioned photo shoots too. And I want to say maybe 10 years ago or so, I had directed my first photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And just on the whim, um, after COVID, I had this idea to produce Ebony of Arts. Mm-hmm. And this is why we all dialed up, y'all. Um, because I brought out that was six other influential black women in the creative space that I felt needed to be celebrated. And so now every year I gather those women and I, I shoot them, you know, we get all glammed up. Mm-hmm. Um, we just celebrate ourselves and then I present those photos in an extravagant exhibit. Mm-hmm. And we just celebrate each other. And it's something that I feel is not only going to grow, but it's a way for me to continue to yeah. create Yes. But also to celebrate us. Right. And so I want to thank you so much for just agreeing to be a part of this year's Ebony of Arts. Mm-hmm. And y'all, we're going to present some at Lit Diaries. Um, we're also going to take it to Athens and I'm going to take it to Art Basel mm-hmm. um, in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just keep the conversation going. We're going to celebrate us 
And hopefully we're going to inspire other girls or right. other women right. who want to step into our roles and also create and, and also live off of their creativity. Yes. So thank you so much for being a part of today. Well, thank you. Thank you for everything I told you. I am proud of you for continuing to create these platforms. I'm proud of you for being the harvest of your mother's seed sown. Right? Yeah. I'm proud of you for healing in public. And most importantly, yes, yeah. I'm proud of you for doing what you dream of doing. Because some people let their dreams die, but you don't. You work hard. I don't want to put, you know, want to uh, make light of the fact that you work hard. Yeah. This doesn't just happen. But I'm proud of you following. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I can just imagine where we're going to be at 10 years from now. It's going to be pretty awesome. We'll be on the jet. I know, right? <laughs> Producing so many projects and films and books and 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 not figuring it out, no. not discovering new things to do. Now we we have other folks that's helping bring those visions together, so, and, and we're doing a little bit more leisure right. Uh, right. than the footwork. Directing, yes, mm -hmm. do this, yes. do that. Delegation. I'm excited for you. I thank you so much for being a part of season three. I'm rooting for y'all. For those who are listening, if you want to take the power in your own hands to create your own destiny and you want to be able to tell your own story, dive into our own experiences in our art of storytelling. Go to Audrey's website, Audrey no, I am Audreyori.com. And you can go, of course, to my website, Trace Amika, find out more about what we got going on. If you do not know how to tell a story, Audrey can do that for you. She can tell you how to outline it, how to make it plain and simple and put it out there for the universe. I'm rooting for y'all. I'm rooting for you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. So that's another episode of Trace Tamika. And I will see y'all again for another episode when we talk about love, dating, and all that good stuff. Ooh, brown girl, you are so